<laughs> the irony of this episode is that our podcast literally might be a bridge too far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it always was. We are Anhar. <laughs> yeah. Arnhem. We are Arnhem now. Welcome to another episode of A Shot in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Seeing What Sticks and What Don't podcast. We're going to talk about some movie. We're going to talk of, about... A bunch of soldiers in it shooting guns. I don't know. Right. Another episode of the Bladed Box Office podcast with your hosts, Pat and Jeff, with special guest today, Josh. Welcome, Josh. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be back. It's uh, it's good to be back. I, I had a lot of fun last time. Jeff, I'm glad that you have uh, been able to recover from your spooky adventures. Um, I know that was uh, a, a, a big thing for you. So It's kind of a big back. deal. Squashed and demons. Mm-hmm. Inherited debt. Good times. Love it. Good times. <laughs> Sorry that you, you know lost both your arms and legs in the whole ordeal though that's why we stopped doing video you technically (laughs) came on on top in the red and partially dead no bueno it was a mere flesh wound (laughs) i can still bite your ankles yeah Yeah. all right let's do this podcast you cowards (laughs) um I don't know. Does Josh's presence give away what we're doing this weekend? At least the theme, maybe. I think it probably does. I mean, he's known as the uh, the expert, the guru, the uh, dare I say it, the four star general of war movies around these parts. <laughs> I hate that I said that in Hoorah. passing one time, and now it's the moniker to which I cringe about. Um, like we said, it's yeah, the hey. podcast where shit might stick, might not. That stuck. True enough. True enough. If I'm the if I'm the general. And you guys are my privates. Let's go. <laughs> I am so worried for how this is going to go. <laughs> well, listen, just either way. Be gentle. We've got a job to do. Yeah, we do. We're here to do it. We do. Well, so Pat, what are we talking about me... this week, Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, that's my cue, I think. To let us all know what we watched this week, just so you guys are aware, uh, this week we watched A Bridge Too Far. It was released in 1977 by United Artists Studios, and it stars, oh my god, so so many great guys. A lot of huge. So many, so so many actors of note. Uh, To name a few, uh, is Dirk Bogard, Anthony Hopkins, Sean Connery. James Kahn, Michael Caine, Gene Hackman, and uh, I think what I might call my personal favorite, Elliot Gould. Those are Terry Benedict's casinos. <laughs> He's not talking about any casinos in this movie. But that's that's the yeah. phrase that comes to mind every time I see Elliot Gould. Love that. Love that's that. So good. That's... Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, so it's a bridge too far, you guys. Um, huge, huge, huge movie. Huge and big yeah, and long, long. Full of full of yeah. so much stuff. Uh, I was dreading, like, I'm like, I gotta summarize this film somehow. I don't know. I'll do what I can. I had to actually take notes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, not to get too bogged down with a play-by-play, because that would just take forever. Um, yeah. This film takes place in... I believe autumn of 1944, uh, during World War II, where uh, President Eisenhower has uh, has just uh, released orders for a uh, an operation uh, referred to as Operation Market Garden, uh, and the uh, the goal of the uh, the whole operation is basically to end the war and bring the troops back home by Christmas. Uh, so it involves dropping. 35,000 troops behind enemy lines in the Netherlands, where uh, uh, multiple different uh, factions of allies will work to secure a road uh, that contains, I believe, three bridges, um, basically cutting off the German assault. Um, So for the USA's part, they're to uh, secure the road and bridges up to uh, Nijmegen. Uh, Well, meanwhile, the Brits and uh, the Polish troops will be dropped 
up at Arnhem, which is kind of, I believe, is the titular bridge too far. The main place that they're trying to get to. Um, and the, the uh, Armor uh, 30 Corps uh, will push through the roads and bridges up to Arnhem to secure the position all within two days. And then the remainder of the movie is basically shit going down. And many shits hitting many fans mm -hmm. as they uh, try to carry out their orders despite, uh, you know, uh, su uh, the supply uh, supplies being very low. And uh, honestly, I don't know how else to summarize it. Shit starts going down and it doesn't stop. Yeah, that's probably that. that's the best way to put it, right? I mean, it's a, a real event that happened uh quite a few of the shooting locations were actually on location uh this is a this is a fucking big war film this is a grand war film it's fucking three hours long and uh yeah you summarize it just perfectly there's all this political nonsense and everyone's kind of wondering what the fuck they're supposed to be doing up there during operation market garden and then shit hits the fan and you start seeing the uh, the results of this attempted plan uh one yeah. takeaway i want to say it was like i this movie, I, it was, uh, some of it kind of seemed just as rushed as Operation Market Garden. It's like, <laughs> they just said, like, here's all this information and all this shit we want to put in a movie, do it. And they're like, all right, just copy, paste. Here's Operation Market Garden in a movie. Uh, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the film um, to, to see what... The Hollywood, to see how Hollywood is gonna uh, take this and, and and run with it, um, yeah. No, Operation Market Garden was like uh, a big operation that you know was intended to, as so many times military generals have said, end the war by Christmas, um, and you know basically eliminate the Germans from uh, Western Europe. But uh, yeah, it was as the as the name implies, a bridge too far, and and. Uh, supply lines stretch too far, as has been the case so often in, in war. It was a, it was uh, a ridiculous plan. Able to... Yeah, well, I mean, it was ambitious. It was ambitious. I, it almost worked, but not fucking enough. I mean, if if those gliders had landed when uh, or, or with the the uh, the armor in in place, uh, then they, they would have had to not advance on foot. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, not not a not a great situation. All, all, all in all. Well, it's like, I mean, any, I'm sure, like, any uh, planned operation during wartime, it's not going to go 100% as planned. Well, that's just it. You right? know, like you're it, playing it chess, the other, the other player gets their moves, too, or, you know, to, to borrow a quote from uh, Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. It's kind of the same thing, except on a global uh, military level. <laughs> they had a plan yep, yeah. it was a big ambitious plan and quite ridiculous but you know it was all there like if xyz then we win so let's move mm. in for it but of course the germans are moving too and they didn't really uh they didn't really anticipate everything you can't anticipate everything that's going to go wrong so yeah we just basically get to get to watch the plan build up and then execute and then kind of come apart at the seams a little bit at least in a few areas and yeah it's a big and it's a grand movie for a lot of reasons like the runtime is is basically rounded up to three hours um mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of characters and like you're watching the whole theater of operations uh you're watching from both sides too um yep you see it like multiple generals who who you get to know as like main characters in this film which was kind of new for me and that's one thing that i was kind of uh interested and impressed by i would say this is a uh, first viewing for me i don't know about you guys josh you said you'd seen it like a long time ago i'd seen a portion of it a long time ago but yeah this would be the the first proper watch most genuine real watch yeah yeah uh it's uh, so when uh, when you were last on there, we did Saving Private Ryan. That's kind of more in line of like what I think of when I think of a war film, because I haven't mm. watched a ton of them. Uh, but of those that I, uh, those that I have, um, 
it's usually you're following kind of like one set of characters, right? Like in Private Ryan, it's like this one section of troops who were following, carrying out this one mission, and you got the officer you stay in touch with, Tom Hanks, but I think it's like a captain. But in this one, it was uh, it was much different, where you're just checking in with different guys, and you're seeing it all from kind of a kind of a aerial level. It's good. It's, yeah, there's like thirty different vignettes that you just like zoom into at different points that that are part of this larger operation so much um, and, and so hard to keep track of but yeah uh, yeah because there's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces and and yeah it was omega ambi- ambitious for them to fucking you know try to pull it off but i will say uh i think a, a lot of the good will that the belgians and and uh the, the people from the netherlands have for like Canadians comes like in large part from not only Operation Market Garden but the continued liberation of of Holland at that time and yeah like you do see a little bit of that kind of kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Um, I'm sure there's other sketchy shit that went on as well. But <laughs> I was a little surprised no yep. Canadians in the story of the liberation of of uh, the Netherlands. But I guess if we weren't yeah. in that particular operation. You know, I think it's just kind quite... of applied as British forces. You know what I mean? Like, I don't—it's it, a, a Hollywood movie. I don't think they were set out to make a, an explicitly noted Canadian soldier or anything in oh, there. Oh, and there was already enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, here's like ten more characters so we can show Canada here. I'd be like, it, 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 just easy. I'm, I don't know. I couldn't just possibly have another Sutherland bite of characters. I'm full. <laughs> Donald Sutherland was, walks I, I, through. Hey, how's it going, eh? That'd be a good choice. <laughs> ah, the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's all you need. <laughs> I did. I did like. I did like how they they did include the Polish Home Army, though. Like you know, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion or or but but you know, because the break anyway. Yeah. There, well, there you go. Gene Hackman's oh, mustache yeah. playing the uh, the Polish general, and not a. <laughs> Not a very upbeat guy, I'll say that. Makes the face. Well, did you guys yeah, know who the, the Catholic country kind of got fucking? There's a there's a kind of a situation going on in Poland in '44, which is not too hot. <laughs> oh really? Actually, they weren't. They yeah, weren't yeah. No, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know about it, but yeah, it's kind of a rough thing going on over there. Was yeah. Poland even a country then? Oh god, <laughs> god almighty. <laughs> I did, it was pretty cool to see that top-down perspective, right? But I mean. One of the things that you see in a lot of war films is always like a fuck the brass. And that was uh, more evident than ever in this film, right? Like even the guys that were giving the plans to, you know, uh, everybody, like every step down all the way to the the, the grunts. It was just kind of like, what the fuck? Really? And yeah. you could hear them talking about how shitty the plan was. They're like, yeah, they they figured it out in seven days. We're going to do this in seven days. And they talk about how D-Day took... Uh, what was it like 140 days to plan and execute and they're like oh no we've we've figured it out we can uh narrow that down to seven days now and even in the plot there uh uh, they even say right there they're just like really we all have to fucking succeed or this falls apart so you kind of see a lot of that pressure there but this was a wicked for the film itself the actual movie like just the showing of combined arms was fucking sweet Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? You got the Air Force going in there. You got the ground guys. You got uh, not so much Navy. I mean, I guess you can have the dinghies and the rowboats across the river, but <laughs> I don't know if that just the uh, you got the armored troops. Yeah, though. it just seems like it was a really like a, a massive military undertaking, man. The amount, the sheer amount of planes when they're taking off the and uh, the planes too. But like that was an impressive sequence. Oh, it was really good. Just and, like, on a filmmaking level, where like everybody was in the church. And they're like singing and stuff, and the 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 rumble of the engines just started like wah wah wah. Yeah, that was that was cool. I like that. It yeah, was, I was pretty bad. When you see the like everybody coming out of the, jumping out of the planes in that that sequence early on, kind of when you move from Act One in the, in the Situation Room, it's like, did they hire like a bunch of paratroopers to like, just I'm yeah, curious like, about the. Ooh, I do have to tell you that apparently it's, it's all real. So I was actually watching the film too, like few few spots, right? You can actually see, like I thought they were dummies at first because they were doing a second uh, paratroop drop. Uh-huh. And you actually see one of the guys drop his uh, kit to, you know, anchor him down. So like that was at least there were some real people in there, but uh, they actually used a lot of people that were 
involved in that apparently little no, no, quick no. blurb i read so there was yeah there was quite a few pilots and uh paratroopers that, that took part involved. in that as well i mean that's oh, that'd be quite the experience eh yeah uh, like, yeah. Back and, like throwing on your gear again jumping up like that would be wild yeah I gotta say, I don't. I didn't know the the cast was gonna be this fucking banging right off the hop. Yeah, so like, is... whew, you just start watching. You're like, oh man, they're in this movie. Yeah. Oh man, they're in this movie. Like and by the eighth too? person, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's coming up next? <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, it, not not mentioned in any. I looked for it because I, I found this fact about it, and I was kind of impressed. But yeah, give us facts. Robert Redford was in this movie. Yeah, right? and he made two million dollars. For four weeks of work he was one of the he was the major his name wasn't even... i remember seeing his name in the credits yeah it was in the credits but i didn't see it on imdb you know what i mean like it wasn't he wasn't listed in the top thing but uh this was like all of these guys at their peak yeah was it not like all of these actors were like big big names or just up and coming Listen, i i i i think the 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 entire fucking crew or cast was like really sick uh, i will say sean connery's best work is in a submarine but yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah no, agreed really sick. agreed <laughs> what, you, what um, so, yeah, for I numbers mean, like, there jeff uh that's what i was gonna say i mean like between the uh, the impressive military displays and the the fucking cast that we just can't get enough of um I don't know. Which do you want to guess, or do you want to guess both? I've got the budget numbers and I've got the box office numbers. So, let's do it. Uh, so Josh, do you want to guess both? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna guess everything. Gonna be right, right on the money because I got Josh here to help me out. Let's, let's start with uh, I guess the budget. So, what what do you think? Jeff has the numbers there, Josh. So what what do we think the budget was? For is this a film is this like, like this? Uh, adjusted to inflation, or is this like 1977 numbers? 1977 numbers. Okay, um, I'm gonna say it was a budget of like six million. Wow, I'm gonna yeah, go. I'm I, have no, I have no idea if that's a lot or a little for the time. That's very low to me. That's why I love these numbers. <laughs> I'm. Go I've got to go higher. I mean, like the the amount, the fact that you had like just the sequence we were talking about with the paratroopers and everything. I'm gonna say. Now you got me going lower than I was gonna. I'm gonna say forty-five million for this movie. I love how fucking extreme those two guesses are. <laughs> oh man. Mm. <laughs> can you want me to reveal it? Do you guys want to go for the box office? You know what? I'm gonna do the reveal first, so you can have a all right a base a, a benchmark for the box office. So the budget came in, I, I guess, kind of in the middle. It was a it was a twenty five million dollar budget. Oh, okay. that was my next guess. Which is just saying, which is a big budget, but not necessarily a big budget. I don't know. Again, nineteen seventy seven numbers really throw a wrench into things. So that's not bad. Not bad for the first ever guesses for the budget on the bladed box office. All right, box office guesses. Let's go. All right, I'm gonna say it's like at least fourfold. Like it's got to be like, or maybe even higher than that. Like. 200 million okay 50 million we talking uh, domestic or international though i just got one number hmm. do you know which one it is i'm going 275 <laughs> i believe it would be like the the worldwide box office 114 million hey pat do you or uh josh did you want to go 200 or 250 I said 275. 275 is what you find? Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Those are rookie numbers, son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gave me an out. I could have saved $75 million. Dollars. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not not bad at all. It's um, You guys were way off. I just want to say that. But uh, <laughs> I did want to keep pushing that number up, Josh. That's what I was like, oh, what do we want to settle on? Like, maybe you think you had an idea there if you were close. The box office was only 50.7 million. That was going to be really? my next guess. They only made a, they, they, <laughs> they made it a dollar for every 50 cents. Holy break. Right? Yeah. It's um, that's really just double. 
nowadays, back, like but, that's um, kind of just scraping not... by. Yeah, it it wasn't. You know what? I was actually pretty Im Im impressed with the, how low that number was. Yeah. Uh, I expected it to be a bit bigger. I don't know. Maybe yeah. This was... maybe it just wasn't that good. This was the same year that Star Wars came out, so maybe people were just just oh. totally distracted. And like seventy seven, this is just after like the Vietnam War too. War shit was like not like in vogue at that time, and <laughs> in the in the ethos too. Like yeah, it's it. Josh, you know what? It's in the title, Star Wars. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, fuck. But it's like a different universe. And shit. The same oh, universe, a but long, a different galaxy. Ago. Can oh, you right, believe right, right, right. this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you bring this guy on the podcast. <laughs> you bring him yeah. in our house, <laughs> talking this shit about Star Wars universe. I just like Baby Yoda. I can't help it. <laughs> Rogu. Everyone knows his name now. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, but it, that is an interesting point, though, right? Like, so there was two things that I thought were interesting about this movie in relativity to the time, right? Like, the Vietnam War is over. Everyone's got a sour taste in their mouth. So they put out, like, a maybe you feel good about it, World War II. Like, fuck, yeah, we kicked ass in World War II. Let's see it. But they made it a losing operation. Yeah. An no. operation in which they maybe totally plundered it. Showing the, the, futil the futility of war. Because, like, Vietnam and, you know, they, they, you know, in war it doesn't work out. Or maybe it was, like, a... Uh, uh, who, who knows? But yeah, yeah, that's, that's you know, super yeah. Cool. So one of the things I thought maybe was like it was more of a political statement than anything, right? Because you see that top down from the brass, like these fucking guys with their pride, they're both trying to do things, and you've got the British and the American kind of, they don't get along, and I'm pretty, I couldn't translate because there wasn't fucking subtitles for the German troops. Okay, but I'm pretty sure they were <laughs> laughing about the fact that the two, the American, the British guy, were working together, like. Unst Eisenhower, yeah, in Montgomery, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I'm pretty sure they're making fun of the fact that they can't get along. Let's talk yeah, about well, it. Like if, if we could, and shit and... that's a whole different thing. So we got to talk about that, like the subtitles. <laughs> um, now I watched this on Prime. Uh, you, you guys, like, I don't know if you, you, you were the same, like, but whichever version you were watching, it didn't have subtitles either. Um. I figured if you have a DVD or Blu-ray, it must have it. But, but yeah. So I'm watching on Prime, and yeah, like five minutes into the scene, because it it begins with like the Dutch, and then it goes on to like Nazi officers speaking German, and they're just like, "Yeah, was denn Uster last Ausstattung?" And 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 I'm just like, "Am I supposed to be? This is going on for a while." So I had to do, and I hated doing this. I had to put on the subtitles, like Prime's subtitles. Oh, okay. So they could then I then I got what they, I got their dialogue. I got what they were saying, but then I had to like leave it on because it switched back and forth so much. So now I gotta have like the English subtitles for English dialogue, which is really one of my pet peeves. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen like Prime's subtitles that you can toggle on and off are terrible. They did like every no, sound I... effect. Like if I just take my coffee cup like this. Uh... It'll say mug clinking on the on the thing, like right bell ringing, <laughs> soldiers groaning throughout this whole thing, and I'm just like fuck oh, me. God. And every once in a while, it would just have like subtitles that I could in the English dialogue. I could tell is like that's not what he said. Like they just misinterpreted. Uh, so that kind of brought. They should have given you the German during the English. That would have been nice. So I could read German during... Switch it up a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Practice your German, you know. You know it. what, man? Fuck it. I would have taken that all day. Because I was... I literally was, like, checking out different versions of this movie. Like, did I get a fucking German version or a Dutch version? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because the, the whole movie... scene does go on for a bit right? in German, where you're just like, kind of, what the fuck's going on here? At first I thought it was going to be in English, because there's that little, like, black and white film, and I was like, oh no, is the whole movie going to be in a little square on my TV? <laughs> it was just kind of showing what was going on in World War II. And then it goes into the Dutch Resistance, the leader and his wife, and it's like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. So then I get another version going, and yeah, it was it was just a nightmare. So I didn't have a translation at all. So, I mean, even, for, even when it was in, like, Dutch especially, um... It was like a crapshoot, like 50-50, whether they're going to give me an English translation of the Dutch dialogue or if it literally just says, speaking in Dutch. 
<laughs> I fucking knew it. That is the worst on subtitles. It's so someone to fucking. But they went back and forth. You know what I mean? Like some Dutch they translated for me, which was nice. But others they were just like, "Listen, they it's Dutch dialogue. That's all you That's need terrible. to know." That's what happens terrible. when you hire people off of Indeed, right? They do half the job, and then they <laughs> uh, fire them, and then they're like, "We don't have anyone else who can translate." They're like, "I know." speaking in that language you're saying that <laughs> jeff bezos cuts corners when it comes to his employees i don't believe well he it. ain't fucking wendy's i'll tell you that much <laughs> all right those guys know how to not cut corners <laughs> so i did, get was it there... <laughs> never frozen sea salt on them french fries fuck we're not sponsored by wendy's are we <laughs> we are now they'll be getting yeah, a spicy fuck. chicken uh, <laughs> yeah, but, did, but was yeah. there anything really that came out of the conversations there with the the Dutch and the Germans that was crucial? Because I don't think Josh got the subtitles either. So here's what I remember from what I gathered is um, that that the the boy in that Dutch family, him and his uh, dad were basically spying on uh, Nazi activity, reporting it to the Brits, which is how they got a lot of their intelligence. Um, the boy had been like, you know, because his country had been occupied so long, he'd been doing it since he was nine, and now he's a teenager doing it. And there was the one, this which I thought was really a, a funny touch, was that one really paranoid German officer who, like, didn't understand the significance of the bridges. So when they were like, uh, they were like, commanders, the, the British and Americans are taking the bridges. It's like, it's not for the bridges, you fool. They're here for me. We must get me out of here, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you stupid fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the kind of shit I needed to have the subtitles for. I didn't yeah. even know there was a nervous German commander. I thought he was just speaking German. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was saying stuff. God. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's good to have that context because yeah, without it, it's just a whole lot of what the frick is actually happening here. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I guess the original when the movie originally came out, they just didn't subtitle it. There's no hard coded subtitles that... in any version. I that's that, that's like, what I was would, getting. Like, contribute to like the low box numbers. Like people didn't like want to maybe like go to a, a movie that was like. Right. relatively long but that they didn't understand some of it yes you had to know. be trilingual to understand the movie <laughs> yeah yeah i, I wonder how many, i wonder yeah. how it did in germany that's what i'd be curious of um probably bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it, it's a victory film for them you know <laughs> i mean which part of germany right <laughs> well yeah yeah i suppose yeah yeah that, even that still time, right? yeah. whatever the alberta of germany is like in that province it did great <laughs> <laughs> east germany that's east germany <laughs> all right um by the way i yeah, should just no, say was, i should uh... just say jeff we do have a lot of german listeners germany's nice. like the country we do best in so th thank you germany for listening we love you <laughs> das ist hello das ist hello germany das so listen to all right i do i do know one german saying okay that's it polish guy at work taught me I don't know. This fucking guy knows a lot of different languages. He keeps trying to teach me a few words, but cool. don't Polish have the knack. knows a whole lot of languages. Is called a polyglot. Uh, nope. Yeah, good, good, Patrick. What's it a called? Polyglot. Mm -hmm. Polyglot. Indeed. Yes. Is that is that uh, the requirements of that? Fluent languages. Fluent in at least I mean, like, three. What, I think. What What is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's knowing them like pretty well and several of them. And, yeah. Well, I guess he's that because I like he's uh, yeah, Polish, German, English, and uh, he's trying to like he always tries to learn from uh, other guys that come into work. Like he's trying to teach me Romanian. I'm like, when the fuck did you learn Romanian? <laughs> oh, the the inspector just taught me this word in Romanian. I'm like, I don't want to learn this Romanian word. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> I don't know if those dialects are similar, but um. I want, what did I want to say? There was something about this movie that was... Um, oh, it was fucking... The, the funniest thing I noticed about the German stuff. Um, it was just a portrait of Hitler in this dude's office. Uh -huh. I was just kind of laughing. It was like... Was that a requirement? You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't want to have him come visit you in your office and you not have a portrait of him? 
Yeah, I it was couldn't like help but notice. Like a, it, it was a pretty common but thing. But there is a portrait of me. <laughs> this room feels very empty. Mm, something is missing. Hmm, perhaps you have hung it like, in another worship, room. Worship of Hitler was just like tied to nationalism. Like they just like that. Yeah, like the the more the closer you were to that fucking filth, you know, the the, <laughs> the higher you were in in the. It was just safe. It was just safer to have you know? a portrait of him on your wall. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes oh, that. Like, well, like, yeah. You t- I forgot about. Well, I didn't even know I had club. that. Like yeah, yeah. like yeah, no, like yeah. Yeah. yeah so Rosie, I'm I don't know if you can I got the portrait the hanging uniform. up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell from the uniform or the guards or anything, but like, yeah. this guy's all right with us. You know? <laughs> yeah. So there, there were some funny uh, beats was... though, like some stuff that uh, was kind of good comedy. Like I remember the one where I, th- I think it, that Dutch civilian might have been a doctor when they had that wounded officer there and Sean Connery's talking to him. He's like, we have, we can get him to a hospital. And Connery's like, yeah, okay, sure. If you say so, then just fires his pistol at like a Nazi soldier that's just outside the window, like all of a sudden. And just something about the timing of it in the middle of this conversation was very funny to me. It was Uh, pretty fucking James Bond, dude. That's what I was thinking too. Like that is definitely a James Bond moment that I could see. Nazis just like surprise. And he's like, not on my watch. Take right, that he just room. picks up his champagne flute and he's like, now where were we? <laughs> right? Like, he doesn't give a fuck. It's just another Shaking, not stirring. <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie. Every time with yeah, this Yeah, why guy. would he be drinking champagne? <laughs> fucking stupid of me. They weren't uh, even in France. No, they weren't. Um, yeah, but that's that's one of the things that I liked. Uh, I think uh, if, if I can touch on a few things I enjoyed is I really liked... Uh, especially in the beginning when you were kind of getting like the like all these briefing meetings between the generals and kind of say it's building up the stakes of the movie making it very clear i kind of enjoyed that more than a lot of the action um i also really liked the one uh kind of uh side story with james Kahn's character you remember the american sergeant with his younger buddy uh mm-hmm. like the captain i think is nervous to go to war and then he drags off his uh his his uh, wounded body from the battlefield, and he pulls a gun on the, on that doctor to to save him. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, doctors that seemed part to be like they were in a lot more danger than I remember them being in in most movies. That was a great scene though. That that didn't that was um this movie had a lot of things you could have taken out, but it didn't. Need That's to. true. That's... You know, it was weird like that, right? So I was I had to take a leak at about fifty nine minutes, and I paused the movie, and it was all the bureaucratic shit, and I was kind of like. Uh, I don't know how far in it. I thought maybe we were 20 minutes in at that point in time. No, it was about an hour in. So even the even the stuff that I thought was kind of dragging on for a bit was entertaining enough to to kind of make that time fly by. And then we were right into everything hitting the fan. So yeah, there were some that, some well things that were like movie. that that I could have labeled unnecessary, but I was never totally bored. Uh, so I'd forgive it a little bit. Um, I watched this movie actually, dad style. So I like knocked out about half of it Thursday night, then throughout the day when I had a minute on Friday, I caught up on it, which I don't usually do, right? Like, but, uh, but in this one, it just felt like I I started late at night and I'm like, no, I knew like, no way am I getting through three hours of this. I'll try to do an hour and change. Um, yeah, I think, I think something like this would definitely be like a series today. Like, I think if they were Mm. to do a bridge too far today, they'd be like six episode series really yeah. get into exploring each character a lot deeper which might that would be that, that would be good like, the, like they've already done band of brothers in the pacific mm-hmm. like if, if those if that crew did like an operation market garden type of storyline i think that, that that could be interesting yeah but i definitely think like as a movie i agree it didn't really have to be this long i think it could have been mm. like you cut it down to like maybe at the most, like two hours and forty minutes, even that, right? Like, you could probably get it under two and a half hours by a little bit, and still yeah. accomplish the story you wanted to tell. So I think, yeah, that's a good point. I think you probably could have cut out most of the bureaucratic shit. You could have just had Sean Connery and all the other commanders and stuff like that come down and just be like, "Ah, oh, they've got us doing Operation Market Garden, and there was a rush." Blah blah blah. Like, but I guess the some of the points wouldn't have hit as hard. Like when Sean Connery at the end there, he's just like, I left with 10,000 men. I came back with less than two. So like, you know, some statements to be made there and, and it makes the impact. But yeah, nothing, 
it it did what it's supposed to do, man. And it took three hours to do that, but um, at points it seemed rushed. But uh, yeah, no, it was pretty good overall. There you go. What about you, Josh? Anything that uh, anything you noticed that you especially liked, or maybe some things that you'd change um, that that kind of uh, lend to your overall assessment of the film? Sure. My my favorite thing was definitely like the the mass arms, the, the, the scaling of, of military might. It's, you know, it, it does add to the glorification of war and stuff like that, and notwithstanding that whole conversation, it was it was cool to see all the planes and all the, you know, tanks and, and the, uh, the gunfights that, that took place. Um, you know, when, when that uh, first armor division is rolling up the road and they're just, like, running into hedgerow after hedgerow of just, like, bad times. Um, you know, seeing that and all anything airplane related was was really cool for me i, I like that nice disliked not much it was long but it was it was i i i'm gonna come clean i saw half of it all right i'm a, I'm a busy i'm a busy person I'm you busy don't person. know how long it is then <laughs> <laughs> it was long. How long is I it? I got to, well. You you text uh, Pat. You texted me there like Wednesday or Thursday, and I got into the first. I, I watched like I, the the first half of it straight through, um, and and then just life got in the fucking way. Um, but I'm gonna finish it. It it, it it's definitely. I, I want to see how it it fully comes together. Um, so the only thing I would change would be what, uh, starting it earlier in the week is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this definitely, unless you got like a lazy Sunday where there's nothing to do and you're like, how am I going to kill all this free time I have in the afternoon? I'm so bored. This is a movie how that you could watch incrementally. It's kind of like, um, I haven't seen The Irishman. It's on my list because I've heard it's really good. <laughs> but The Irishman's yeah. so goddamn long that they put out there was like a, a meme style post that w went viral for a bit is like someone suggested where you pause the irishman like three or four times i think to make it like a four oh, really? episode series instead and it's like yeah. this movie is kind of that i'd be interested if we could break down like based on where the story beats go like where you can pause it to maybe get like three episodes out of it i can tell you exactly where it's a long fucking movie and then i watched it in two goes but i'm this is pretty obvious spots. I was going to akin this movie exactly to that. It's fucking long, but uh, but it was good, man. But you know what? I don't know. Um, the ratings did not necessarily reflect that. Oh. Did you guys want to take a crack at some of these here? The ratings, eh? That's yeah. temporary or or uh, at the time? Um, or they just like like it's like IMDb type stuff? Yeah. This, so we got we've got IMDb, which is kind of like anybody that. Okay. Put something up, so that's kind of like a normies thing. But we've got um, probably a mixed bag on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and stuff like that. Probably yeah, it's always used a wild card too. So. Really um, is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to. Excuse me. I don't think I want to guess each one. Um, that's fair. I'd say in if general, average them out. Average them out. You know your numbers. Average them. And you I'm, you, you give us what you have. Let but me, I'm going to say in general. Let me throw out let me throw out something here that we could try out. Um, why don't we try the ratings when we give our rating to see how close they are, and if, and then you just guess if the ratings were better or worse than yours. I like that. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this probably is gonna hurt it, but you guys think this movie was um, deserving of any awards for anything in particular? Hmm. Now, like Pat said, bear in mind, Star Wars came out this year. Yeah, Star right. Wars like cleaned up like any technical awards that year. Um I would say that Anthony Hopkins was nominated. And if anything else, I'd also say well, Would there be anything else? Maybe I'll stick with that. I'm not going to say any specific person, but I'll say that a nomination for a supporting actor or supporting, you know what I mean? I think Con. Either Con Redford or Kane. Just jumps in. He's like, me too, Con. <laughs> Con <laughs> Redford or Kane. One of those, one or more of those guys, I think, might have got a nomination for supporting. You know what? 
I was impressed here. I wasn't actually able to find any Academy Awards. Oh, um, no. But it was, it was nominated for and won quite a few um, British Academy Film Awards. Of course it did. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it also standard British Film Awards. And then uh, 1977's National Society of Film Critics Awards. Josh, you kind of crushed it here. Best Supporting Actor with Edward Fox. So, Patty, just kind of a bandwagoner who just, you you tried and failed. Also, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Edward Fox. He won that at the British Academy Film Awards. Um, No Academy Awards. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, they could have had something for for the, the amount of tea they had been good yeah most <laughs> and the oscar for most tea goes to <laughs> best and the nominees are body, so. sorry the nominee is <laughs> you gotta create a new role if you want to win i guess um kind of surprising but like out of, out of the awards it was nominated for it did really well um it was kind of kind of interesting though that that big of a cast and to not see any Academy Awards, you know, it, maybe that was just a reflection of the times, the uh, the, the political um, terrain. Yeah, I wonder if they chose like a losing operation because, you know, thanks to thanks to the proximity to Vietnam, uh, outlook on war was just pe- kind of pessimistic at the time. Hmm. So yeah, maybe this movie sent uh, was a little bit more than just a grand war film, and a lot more a uh, lot more of a message to take away from that. Although most of them, maybe them not winning awards is, is a continuation of that. Like, you know, like. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they were like, "Let's make this too long on purpose so that nobody gets awards." <laughs> and really making a statement. You know what Americans love? A movie that starts off in two foreign languages. Oh, how many fucking yeah. people stood up and walked out like oh, this fucking foreign film? Fuck yeah, you'd that. be like, "I walked into the wrong movie." <laughs> I bet that happened a lot. <laughs> Well, it might explain the numbers. Going to that too, you know? Yeah. Oh, Christ. Um, Well, what'd you guys, like, overall, um, let's wrap her up. Did you guys, um, did you guys think this movie deserved a decent, uh, decent review? Well, let's see. Did you put it up there? Josh, uh, as the guest, I think it's only appropriate we let you go first if you want to give kind of your final thoughts and uh, put a pin in your review and give us your rating out of three and a half stars. Okay, out of three and a half, yes. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that it was, uh, you know, a solid film. I, I, I think that they did a good job showing how massive war is, uh, you know, from that 10,000-foot level, uh, coming down into the in- individual stories and seeing how, you know, the whole puzzle came together. Uh, they did a good job of showing how the war, or how, how, how war is, uh, you know, won and lost with regards to like supply and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I overall I thought it was a, a good film out of out of three and a half stars. It'd be interesting to know what I gave Saving Private Ryan, but I would say this is not as good. No, 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 no. This is like a I'm gonna say a two point two four out of three point five. Might owe. Nice. All right. Yeah. But good, you know, solid film, especially for for the time, um, and all the cool actors that are in it. Yeah, neat film. Right okay. on. What about you, Jeff? Um, pretty much everything Josh was hitting on there. I mean, this film shows it all, right? It's got a little bit of everything from uh, all aspects, you know, uh, in terms of big war films right i don't know I, I didn't want to go too horny on it it wasn't the greatest thing i'd ever seen especially when you bring up classics like saving private ryan i went with a, a solid 2.58 out of three and a half stars for this film would watch again and would recommend okay yeah well i think we're all kind of right there i would say like the runtime hurts it a lot and I think it's, I don't say this often, but I know they weren't really doing limited series in 77, but I think a story like this would benefit from it. I think it would be a better, 
series, like a single season run, than it is a film. But there was a lot to like here. And I could I could go lower, but I'm going to say, I'm going to be kind of lenient where the runtime falls and say 2.62. It's a good number. Love it. Love it. Okay, now, the moment of truth. Ah, yes. Uh, we're going to compare our numbers with the critics, and you mm. guys are going to guess if yours yours was uh, higher or lower. So just give me one second here to calculate Pat's number. So the percentage. So the critic score, well, what I like about, what so I like we're about our three and a half your stars uh, that we, that we uh, do is like, I don't know how it translates to five stars or out of 10, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you translate and you don't have to i'll just tell you if you were right or wrong <laughs> why, why don't you why don't you instead take uh metacritic and and rotten tomatoes and all them and convert their scores to three and a half stars i i can absolutely do that and you know what's great is they're both Ooh. the same so that makes it real easy all cool. right all right well what do we think uh, so I'll so we're doing credits the, i wait for, with i got it I've got the numbers. So do you think, uh, do we think we were about on par with the critics' overall rating, or do you think they were significantly higher and lower than us? I feel like That's mine was it. high. Okay, my, mine was even higher than yours. Uh, yeah, I'm, th I'm thinking that the critics were probably just a little below a two. I don't think it went that low. So you guessed that your uh, your guess was higher, or your rating was higher than the critics, rather? I think so. Yeah. What do you think? You Josh, guys are... you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think the credit the the critics rating would be like one point eight nine, something silly like that. And Pat, you said two. Around a two. I'll say a uh, one point nine four. One point nine four. Wow, you guys struck it right in the middle between uh, what you guessed for they got and what you guys had. I mean, they were at a 2.21. Oh, yeah. Okay, shit. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, That's right on part. You know what? That uh, pretty much makes you guys professionals. Fantastic. Yeah. Credentials, here we come. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I look forward to my call from the Academy. <laughs> right. You've already naturally been invited to the next Oscars. You have to sit beside somebody with a huge, huge dress, though. I'm waiting for offers <laughs> to just kind of flood in, to yep. just produce and direct. And hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna open my Gmail right now and just refresh <laughs> until I'm famous. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my phone's going crazy. I don't know what's happening. Yes, hello, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. I'm sorry, I'm I'm recording a podcast right now. I'll call you but back. The episode hasn't even aired yet. <laughs> <laughs> and may never. And may never. No. <laughs> so, okay, so so yeah, so um interestingly enough though, they well not interestingly uh, commonly enough, uh the normies all were a little higher than the, the critics. Um IMDb's gave it quite a quite a decent rating. The people that watched it quite enjoyed it. So maybe we were a little harsh on this film compared to the, the regular viewers, but I think that speaks volumes. So not all was lost amongst the common folks. Yeah, this seems like the kind of movie that would be the opposite. If I had to guess, um, I would have thought like critics would go higher than audiences for this one. What do you what do you base that on? Do you base it on the the sheer uh, scale of like, some of the scenes and maybe I think the, the message? Genre, that maybe. Yeah, I think the genre of film and the fact that it's yeah kind of uh, it long and ends up being pretty bleak. But I guess mm -hmm. I mean on the way there was like no shortage of action and spectacle. Like the sheer spectacle of this film is pretty impressive. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my rating to a two point six eight. How about that? I'm changing it up. <laughs> it's in pen though. Oh, I have no. it written down, man. Oh well. <laughs> I don't I'm, have any whiteouts. I'm sorry. All right, fellas, shut it down. Now, well, it was a good run. <laughs>
<laughs> the show or just the episode? Yeah, this sets it. Oh no! Final we'll episode ever. We're done. Week on a belated box office <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Well, I, I I very much so appreciate coming back on, boys. It's been it's been a hoot and a holler. Um, well, we'll have to do it again with uh, with another film. Maybe we'll stray outside the war genre. Probably not. But I've we'll been see saying I'm trying to get you to watch <laughs> Wonder Woman. Because I know you like war movies and hate superhero movies, that so I'm like, true. what if we did both in one movie? I know, I know. You're trying to, you're trying to convert me. This is like that conversion therapy stuff, like, like Jessica was talking about. <laughs> that so Jeff I, I was know. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's some red meat to the to the right wing. Enjoy, fellas. There you go. <laughs> Shit works. Everything's possible through God. <laughs> I feel like a new man. <laughs> no, no. This officially is the last episode. Fuck. No. Yeah, I've stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Right on. Well, um, did you actually start stop recording? No. <laughs> nope. Okay. We're still going. <laughs> that would have been a good a good cut point. Who knows? What if yeah, I was like, is. what if the episode ended up like, I said, no, I already stopped recording. Oh fuck. And that's that's how the episode ends. <laughs> Well, uh, on that note, I, I got uh, I got some family coming in, so uh, I'm gonna have to call it today. Um, All right, so I think we'll wrap this thing up. It's good having yes. you on, Josh. Thanks again for coming on. I'm glad I finally got to do an episode with you. Um, yeah, it's really good to see you. Our four star movie general over there, and we'll have to yeah we'll have to have it again. And exactly. good, I look forward good to good times. It. I you know what I hope we can stray outside the box, but um, like Pat said, we've already got you lined up for Wonder Woman. <laughs> There we go. There we go. You'll just have to spend the next 18 months convincing me. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll wear you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So thanks for tuning into this episode of the Belated Box Office Podcast. And we'll catch you guys all on the next one. Cheers.